Morning guys, welcome to the CMK podcast. Um, I hope everyone is safe and well. Um, so today we've got a, a really good guest today, um, someone that I've done some work with over the years. Um, so we've got Wayne Smith from Olympia Boxing. Good morning, Wayne. How you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you, buddy. And how are you? how's yourself? Yeah, all good. Yeah, all good. Just had a new addition to the family, so just settling in with that now, really. Fantastic. Did you have a, was it a little girl you had, wasn't it? Yeah, a little girl called Esme, £6.5. So she's a little gem. <laughs> a little gem already. It's amazing. Yeah. My little boy's a year old already, and he's um, we've hit that walking phase now, Wayne. So he's yeah. literally, we've had to put a lock on every single cupboard, and he's obsessed yeah, with the cereal. Yeah. He's obsessed with our, with, not that we've got a cereal or a breakfast cupboard, but he's, we've got a cupboard um, which just has all our cereal and honey and all that stuff. Yeah, and it all comes out all over the floor. Yeah, absolute music. Yeah, yeah my little boy's like that. He's now opening <laughs> doors and everything, so we have to make sure everything's got locks on it. <laughs> oh, no, fun and games. But, Wayne, thank you for obviously giving a bit of time today to um, obviously talk to the CMK podcast. Um, so it's great to have you on board, because obviously I know a lot of the work you do is involved with, with delivering boxing in the community. So do you just want to share with everyone kind of, kind of your background and your journey into boxing and, and what you do in the local community? Yeah, so so I started boxing, uh, well, I was probably about 15, on and off, just kept going back in and drifting in and out. I started in martial arts, I was um, I started in karate when I was 10, uh, right. went on to win a national title in, um, in karate, I was a national champion, but then moved over to boxing, and um, like I say, I was in and out of boxing, I competed as a senior. I didn't compete as a junior. I competed as a senior, um, but my career was cut short because I fell 30 foot for a scaffold and damaged my back. Wow. And, uh, yeah, scaffold had decided to move a board that I didn't see, and down I went through free lift. Bang, bang, no bang. No way. Um, yeah, so I cracked a vertebrae in my back, and that was the end of me, really, as a, as competing. It took me a long time to, mm. to walk and run and everything like that again. Um, the... Uh, so, yeah, but I never wanted to leave. I've always been in, interested in contact sports, played rugby at good level and stuff like that. And um, I never wanted to leave boxing. I don't know why, why I got into boxing. I don't, like, no one in my family's ever boxed or anything like that. Usually you find it goes back generations. Granddad yeah. boxed, dad boxed, like that, but no one in my family ever did. I think I just got amazed by contact sports and, and I fell in love with boxing. I remember watching like, Nigel Benn and Chris Eubanks, my earliest... Memories. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Saturday Fight Live, and um, and I just got hooked with it, and um, ever since then, just like contact sports, and um, yeah. So once I got, I had my injury, blah blah blah. I I then decided I wanted. I thought, right, I'm going to be a coach. I'm not leaving the the uh, the sport. So I I started all my education, learning about the sport, learning how to coach, like coach education and stuff like that. Started taking all my courses and everything. Um, I then I was at this time I was at Seven Oaks ABC. That was where I was mentored by um, my mentors Paul Lynch and Dave Cotton, and um, and I started working with boxers there. And then luckily I was able. I had a vast range of boxers from novice, intermediate, and to elite level. So so got a good range of experience there. Travelling up and down the country, I then became the Kent County coach and um, put together Kent squads and took them to box other, uh, compete against other counties up and down the country. Yeah. Uh, Ned Island over. And then I, I ended up as an England coach as well on the England pathway. So I was really? lucky enough, I represented my country. Um, 
in for England, which was fantastic. And I'm now I'm now at St Mary's ABC in Chatham because I moved over to Maidstone. But right. that, so that's that's how I started into boxing and and where I'm at now. Um, and like we've got quite a few champions. We've had the youth youth Olympic champion. We've got European champion. So we work at high level, but we work all 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 levels. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was 2013. Um, we decided to start Olympia Boxing. Fantastic. And there was, um, as you know, there was a group of us then: um, Louisa Arnold at Kent Sport, James Cullen, uh, who was uh, he was with Kent Boxing, England Boxing at the time. He was a development officer, and then he went to Kent Sport. Um, and Leo and myself, and we were, we were uh, Lee and myself, the coaches on the grounds, just started doing a little bit of community boxing, like where. It was disengaged, um, dis- disengaged young people, and uh, where there were, isn't boxing clubs, so we were bridging the gap, like to where boxing clubs are and stuff like, like where there was no boxing club. We were going in and giving these young people the chance to try boxing out because it's a non-traditional sport, and um, like some kids don't ever get get to try it out. Yeah, and um, and we're finding like like boxing was the tool for these disengaged like young people and stuff in the community. This was giving them a positive avenue to start doing, it. and it was finding that the more and more we started doing this in the community, the more positives that we were finding, and and then partners that we were meeting, like yourselves and and Kent Sport and everyone like that, um, and the greater impact we started having, and everyone seemed to be interested in boxing. That's what they yeah. wanted to do. So then we moved it, and we looked at. I thought, right, well, there's uh, uh it's not in the schools anymore. Like boxing used to be part of the curriculum many, many years ago, but it's not now, obviously. And um, I thought, right, let's, let's try and get it back in the school. So I started pushing schools, and we started getting more and more schools on. And we reached to a stage where um, we reached to a stage in 2016, I think it was, where, where we'd kind of created a monster. <laughs> right? Like Olympia Boxing had got it got quite big like but all it really was at that time was a bank account mm. it was a bank account it was and it was a not it was a constituted like committee membered group uh, with a committee uh, committee run like non-for-profit organization it wasn't registered with anything it was just a bank account um and uh like we'd created this monster that we thought right we've actually got to move this in the right direction now like and, and register it properly and um and start start making a real good go of this. But at that time, then James, um, we we all met. James and Louisa obviously had their roles at Kent Sport and other and other things. And they said we haven't really got we haven't got any more time that we can offer to this, like to push it forward. And also Lee decided he wanted to go off in a different direction mm. uh, with another business that he had. Um, and we agreed to disband it. Um, but. But I'd kind of created quite a lot, like my yeah. my side with schools and stuff, and I thought, no, this is what I want to do. So, so I I decided I I took it on. I said, right, I'll take it on, and asked them like, can I take the name as well because we've established the name? And they said, of course, like, like best of luck to you, like crack on, like you've like we've we've built a thing, and then and then just like there from there on, so 2017 created it as a CIC, and then. We just kind of snowballed and um, and now ended up well before the pandemic. Anyway, we were like <laughs> we were um, we were the UK's number one boxing deliverer. 
Yeah. Right? And that's not, it's not saying that from a marketing point with an ego and stuff like that. There, obviously, there is a little bit of ego in there because it's fantastic. But, but the, that's because um, I look up and down the country of the people that do similar to what we do in schools and communities. And they they were delivering, like, I think the nearest one uh, to us was delivering 14 programs a week. Well, we, we, before the pandemic, we were delivering in 39 schools and 25 community programs wow. per week. Like, so we were, we were coaching in excess of about, I think I worked out, it was about 3,000 young people a week. Wow. And with our team of coaches. So like, yeah. uh, we've got a team of five coaches now. We've run a mentoring program, and uh, which was fantastic. Um, and we've still got them, but obviously the pandemic, I was just looking just to bring bring them on and start pushing them forward and expand the team further, and then the pandemic hit us. So um, just trying to get out of that now, I suppose, <laughs> same as everyone. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's an amazing journey. Right? I mean, I know we go back a few years, and obviously my time with kind of working in sport and community sport. Yeah. Um, but how do, well, I've got a few questions really. So in terms of like yeah. your story, you said that you had a, an injury, didn't you? Obviously from the scaffold board. How did that impact you in terms of like mental world? Did you find that hit you for six? Because you said you were quite resilient, you know, you wanted to get back into to coaching and getting into a contact sport. But did, was there any moments where you, there was any clouds over your head and you thought, you Yeah, know lots of times. Yeah, lots of times. And I think it still happens even yeah. now. Like, even though you... Like we're we're right far down the line. You still get clouds. Like you're thinking, Carl, how are we gonna, how are we gonna push forward? How are we gonna make the move? Like, and and some people like they think like when you get bigger, as in like you expand your organisation, that that everything's all rosy and that that <laughs> it, it's a great thing. But actually, it comes with a lot more pressures. Yeah, a lot more work. Worried about <laughs> keeping everyone else in in work and stuff now. But yeah, back then it was it was a tough time. You know, like. Um, yeah. I think once you're a fighter, you're always a fighter. Even now, if I get the endorphins going, I keep thinking, oh, there's a comeback on the card. I never, <laughs> ever come back on the you card. said it here, mate. We'll, we'll get yeah. it up and running, come back, come yeah. back. Yeah, I'll then wake up and go, shut up. <laughs> like that. But the, um, yeah, no, the, yeah, it was heavy clouds back then, you know, like you're being forced to stop what you want to do, you know. Like, yeah. You, like, and it's worse when it's like you, you kind of, you know, that your body can't do it. Your yeah. body cannot do it. Like it's just like you, you hurt too much. Like that's yeah. all it was. Like, that's why I'm, I'm trying to play golf right? today. I, like, I've managed it. I manage it now. Yeah. Um, I manage it, but like I still suffer with it today. If I overdo things, like um, I, I can set me back, and yeah. it'll be probably like once every three months or something. I'll end up with a few days where I can't move, and I have to lay with my feet up, like because yeah. my back's gone, like stuff like that. It's um, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good time. Certainly no. wasn't a good time. Took me a long time to get over it. But then I think soon as I soon as I started with the coaching side of it, because um, that was what it, like it, there was that dark time. Obviously, when you're realising that oh, I can't do this anymore. But then my mentors got hold of me. Um, basically, almost like dragged me out the pub, should we say? Yeah. And, um, and like and said to me that like listen you'll make a great coach yeah like they start on that journey so then they started mentoring me to become a coach and teaching me how to coach and everything like that and then i suppose once once i started down that that avenue it was more um that kind of pulled me through it you know it pulled me through it because i got a new lease of life and and what i seem to what i found like and that's 
this isn't said said with an ego. This is said with fact. I'm a far better coach than I ever was a boxer. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm a great boxer by any <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be a terrible boxer, Wayne. Yeah, I, I used to defend myself with my forehead. You know, that's why I got yeah. a flat nose. But the, um, but the uh, yeah, no. So it's like that. That took me through it there. So then it gave me a new, yeah. gave me a new positive and a goal to to push forward with. Fantastic, mate. And in boxing in like, because I, I love boxing as well. I love watching all the, you said about Nigel Benn and Eubank and all these big yeah. fights. But in terms of young people and a lot of the work you do is engaging with, with different audiences, but predominantly young people, schools. You've yeah. got a new project, which is just coming up soon. Uh, we were speaking about before the pod. Um, but what, what do you think boxing, what's the biggest value that boxing to give to young people? So we're talking about these young people as we know that might not have any opportunities or are going down that wrong path. What can boxing bring to those young people that might impact? Of, yeah, I think a lot of it's guidance. Yeah. That, that's huge. Guidance is it, it, it really does. It sets you on the straight path. Like it really does. Like I was like me, I was involved in drugs and, mm. and, and drink and, and stuff like that. Uh, all before, like in my early young life as a young yeah. person, like I was heavily involved in drugs and stuff. And the um and this and it got me out of it. It got me out. Of it. it got me. It gave me the positive avenue to follow. It gave me the guidance to follow because because one thing as well, when you do boxing, it's a truth game. Like what you put in is what you get out of it. Like if you're mm. in the competitive scenario of it, you really have to train. Like you can't. It's not like everything's dependent on you when you're in that ring. Like mm. you're not on a football field with ten other people that can maybe carry hide on the wing yeah (laughs) and it's that's why i explain to people like people say to me like like what's what do you look for like when you're boxing like what's what's far better a good performance or a win i said well it's a win for me every day of the week because when you lose as a boxer it bloody hurts yeah physically physically because you've been you've been pummeled like (laughs) um so like like it's you have to put in what you want to get out of it. And, and I think that's what it does. It teaches you the disciplines that cross over into life. Um, it teaches you everything like self-discipline, like of your own training, of your own routines, um, respect. It teaches the respect of respecting your peers, your, your, your coaches, your older people, it just respecting everything. Yeah. Um, there's so much to it because it's such an intense sport, I suppose. That, and that's yeah. What it Amazing. No, definitely. I mean, the stuff we've done over the years, it definitely empowers mm. young people. And I said some young people that are, yeah, might be struggling, whether it's mental health or got a few kind of issues, you know, whether it's crime. But again, equally yeah. for adults, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of times for me as well, Wayne, where I've wanted to go and just walk into my local ABA club and just hit, you know, hit the bag. Yeah, hit the bag. Yeah. Like stress well, I always use that, I use that phrase all the time. I've never seen anyone <laughs> punching a punch bag that's not smiling. <laughs> I've never seen like, you don't see uh, someone doing it and they're unhappy but I think that I think well, one of the best things about boxing is it's so accessible yeah you don't have to be fast it doesn't matter if you're fast slow strong weak it, it doesn't matter who you are what you are everyone can do it mm. like, because it doesn't yes all right doing the competitive side of it is completely different but there's so much to boxing like what we do everything we do in the community and schools is all non-contact yeah, but everyone goes like, "How are you going to do boxing school? We can't have them hitting each other." Well, they don't hit each other. Mm. They don't hit each other. Like, and people don't realise that 
that to, to get to the sparring stage of boxing, you have to learn, you need to be fit enough for starters. Anyone that goes and hits a punch bag for 30 seconds will, will find that out very On quick. the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, um, like, so imagine what it's like when someone's trying to hit you back. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to know the self-defense of it, you need to know all your techniques, your self-defense, you have to be fit enough. And that's all before you even get in the ring to spar. Some people don't, I think there's still this analogy of boxing that you walk in a boxing club and they give you a gum shield and put you in a ring. Right? Mm. And that's, no, it can be further from the truth. You've got so much to learn before you get to that. Some people don't even get in a ring for like near on a year, like yeah. depending on their development, you know. But some people don't want to get in the ring. They just want to use it for the fitness side. Yeah, definitely. And the fun side of it. And that's what we do in the schools and the, the community groups. We use it as boxing fitness. And yeah. We we did, We teach absolutely everything to do with the sport, apart from the sparring. Yeah, it's amazing, mate, because I know, again, the stuff that we've done in the community, it draws people in. I know you've got a big yeah. uh, boxing rig, haven't you, that you take yeah, out? Yeah, the arena, yeah. And um, it's, always a, it's always a game, it's like always a showstopper because people come in and parents are getting involved and it, it's always yeah. incredible when I see that out and about. We're yeah, funding that on Margate Beach, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, setting Margate it up. Margate Beach colour times, that's good fun, <laughs> that, wasn't it? Definitely. And, and again, I think it's a testament to the work that you guys have done in, in kind of taking stuff like that, in, on, like we're talking about on people's doorsteps and bringing mm. boxing into the community, bringing the ABA clubs to come and showcase, you know, what they've got to offer yeah. as well. Yeah, that's right. And because that's what we do as well. Like wherever we, wherever we yeah. go, like whatever school we're in, whatever area we're in, we always, we highlight where the nearest affiliated England boxing club is. Yeah, definitely. So they've got the exit route. Like, um, like some people think that, that what we're going in onto their patch and stuff, where we're not. Like, no. like we, we turn up with that arena. We've gone all over the country, that arena. And people say, where's your club? I want to come and train with you. Well, my <laughs> club's like 50 miles away. But this is your nearest club. Get down there. Go and see these guys. These will help you out, you know. So, yeah, such um, a strong so network. Yeah, we're always highlighting where all the the clubs are, and yeah. that's what it's just the power of boxing. I don't, we want to see. Uh, we don't. We found out Lee and myself. We found out from Avon, who's the Southern the Southern Counties um, Club Development Officer, and we found out the statistics that there was the the highest uptake in amateur boxing in the country was in the Southern Counties, and he said that wow. was detrimental to our work. Yeah, like, from, in the schools and 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 signposting them to their boxing club so yeah. uh, we take pride out of that you know so it's, it's amazing cool. mate because i think given like uh obviously grenfell tower and all, all this type of mm. tragedies that have happened and i think again the, the work that you guys do not only in the schools but the community and i think given the pan like we keep talking about the pandemic and you know this new way of going to be supporting these young people in the future and, and adults i keep using adults because i've got people that i know that benefit immensely from boxing yeah. Yeah. Um, just like you said for the fitness just to go in hit the bag skip in weights whatever it might be but do you think there's going to be a, a massive demand that way because I know you're planning now you should have yeah, the next year, I do. yeah I think the same yeah. like yourself I think your work is going to be really in huge demand as well I think it's like I, I just speaking from myself I've got like uh, two weeks ago I went to a funeral of a friend that decided he couldn't go on anymore through oh, this pandemic okay. you know so yeah. uh, I think that's huge like it's mm. huge mental health isn't it like it's going to be um it's going to be massive after this there's so many people it, and it's a lot because 
we're here with our families, but some people live on their own, haven't got yeah. families and stuff like that. And that's not necessarily old, not just older people. That is younger people as well that have been on their own for months now and mm. stuff like that. So they are like, there's a lot of people that are struggling and stuff. So I, I believe the way forward, like obviously like, like the workshops you deliver and sport and everything like that is only going to encourage and, and help positive people get back to positivity i think it's going to be needed like massively yeah well said mate and again sorry to hear about your um your friend but um yeah, yeah it's, it's difficult times but um i'm just going to bring you back to coaches because i know you, the coach development is something you're really passionate yeah. about working with your lads and your, your female coaches what what's the biggest what, what's the biggest buzz i suppose so is it some of these young people come from the sessions and then you can fast track them or do you because i know you were running a coaching program as well wayne weren't you yeah, we've done a mentoring program, didn't we? That we worked through. Um, we covered the, like the areas in Kent. Yeah. Um, most of the disadvantaged areas, and we just wanted to give young people the opportunity to get into a career of sports coaching because mm. it's such a it's a hard career to get into. It right? is, yeah. and, like, it, it's so um, without finding the activities to that that people want to have as a full time career, it's hard hard to get in so we wanted to push and offer these young people the opportunities so we started a program it went on for six months it did and um we started with we had nine young people that we that we signed up onto it and um and we took them through all them and so we had lots of hours in schools and community programs where they would come with with our coaches and our coaches would mentor them and then we managed to we we We'd done all their training and they they qualified as England boxing box instructors. Um, we'd done their got their first aid training, their child safeguarding training, yeah. all of that in place for them. And and we had lots of we had CPD days as well where we worked with them and we taught them how we deliver our program. But basically, uh, we put them in every different scenario that they could go in. Like We do a lot of disability sport, as you know, like boxing for Parkinson's. Yeah, amazing Simon's projects. Yeah. Um, now we've got a Therabox program that we work with children with additional needs and stuff like that. So we, we rotated the coaches. So they went from school programs like primary, secondary, so youth programs to adult box fitness programs, then the disability stuff. So they got a range of the whole community of how to be a community sports coach as such. Um, and we started with nine and we, we anticipated to finish with four because of like just the natural drop-offs. Yeah. With, what happens in life uh, we thought right we'll probably finish with four but we actually finished with six so we done yeah. better than what we thought yeah. we would um and which was fantastic and and i was hoping to keep every well but like, I'd, I'd got work it i'd got jobs and schools and projects in place that i was able to keep all six on and then the pandemic hit us. Oh, no. And unfortunately, it's all gone to pot. So, yeah. um, but I'm hoping by the time, once we get all get back to fully functioning, that I can give these, um, like two of them are working with us full time now anyway. Like they, they managed to move quite, they move quicker. There's a couple of them that move quicker than the others because they're like, they're high level boxers. So, yeah. um, so they were, they just needed the training and learning of coaching where like, the high majority of these young people that came on that had no coaching experience. We even had one that had no boxing experience either right. come from a cricketing background. 
okay. um, which has been a fantastic journey with him because we've had to we've had to teach him all about boxing and mm. everything like that. And he's actually developing really well. Still got a lot of work to do, but but he's he's given him a great opportunity to learn something as a sports coach and. And he's brilliant with the kids and everything. So it's fantastic. So it's, yeah. it's a great initiative, mate. Because I think it's you, you're spot on. I think sports development. I think some people, I've had mates, and they're stigma like, oh, you, you're coaching is easy, but it's a really tough industry to get into because yeah. there's a lot yeah. of competition oh, yeah. when to you go to uni. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's really hard. Like you've you've got to. It, it, it's hard to like. Especially like the way we do it, you don't. Like we're not in one place. We go to one place for an hour, then we move on. Like, <laughs> that's it. Know, like, and then, like, like you know yourself, trying to build up clientele base of that, it's it's really hard. So that's why it's hard for young people to get full time roles doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of kind of like how you, but like, so I'm going to come. You said earlier, mate. You, I mean, that's phenomenal. What you were doing over 50, 60 sessions a week in the community, mm. in the school. How, like, any advice for anyone that's listening, how do you balance that? So, I'm sure you don't work 20 hours a day, Wendy. I'm sure you have a break now. You've got two I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> how do you um, balance it out, mate? Yeah, What's so your top tips? Balance, yeah, so balancing that out was obviously growing the, the workforce. Yeah. yeah. Growing the teams. But originally, like, when it was just me, I used to do, like, <laughs> five schools a day. And then I'd go into the community sessions at half five to half six. Yeah. So, I'd have a before school club, like eight till... Eight till um, eight till quarter nine. Then I'd go into morning PE sessions at another school. Then I'd have a lunchtime club. Then I'd go into a after a, a PM PE session somewhere. Then an after school club. Then I'd do a community session at half five to half six, whether it be youth tots like rookies. Like so, we do five yeah. to nines. Then we have the youth. Um, or in the morning, I'd have the adults like box fitness. And then after that, I'd then go to my boxing club to see me boxers. So like, I, I was getting. <laughs> and like, then you do that over again next day. I'm doing it every day, yeah. every single day. But like, I can tell you and, would love that because you you're passionate, aren't you? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Time, but you also, would, it's, it yeah. is very it's very tiring. Of course yeah, it is. Course. And and, um, and uh, it, but like I've always said to everyone, like when they say, "What do you do for work?" I say, "I don't work." And they said, "What do you mean you don't work?" I said, "Well, I don't work. I don't. I don't. I don't class it as work. It's my life. This is yeah. what I do. Like, I, I think boxing from the moment my eyes open to the moment they close. Don't get me wrong; it gets on my wife's nerves quite a lot. But, <laughs> but that's what my life is. You know, it's yeah. always been that way. Like, if it wasn't that way, like I think back to what I was doing before boxing." Would I want to be back doing that, or do I stick with something that's consumed me, like it's consumed me, you know? Yeah. And and we're able to be as passionate and um, and and successful as we as we want to be, you know? Yeah. Right, and just keep pushing forward. But yeah, now getting to getting to that. So answering your question is, um, it was de- still the art of delegation, I suppose. Now, yeah. I was able to grow when I took on my first coach. I was able to sit back and work on the business rather than in it all the time because as yeah, you can appreciate yeah. there's lot like you know yourself there's lots to do in to run in organizations and then when you're out coaching every hour like you can't get the rest of it done yeah definitely it's the art of delegation but it's just um i think one thing that i've always said is i never said no if i <laughs> yeah, could I do that. it i would do it i know some people say so you have to like like when you listen to a lot of these entrepreneurial like mentors and stuff, they say the best word you can learn in business is no. 
mm. like you pick up you pick and select the the highest income generating tasks and stuff like that but I, <clears throat> i've always been the other way if we mm. can do it we'll do it you know and that's i I've, i hate saying no to people so we work every single way round that we can do it like sometimes <clears throat> people say how on earth are you doing what you're doing and i just say in all honesty i don't know yeah. we just we just do it we just yeah. do it uh, if we can if i know that if there's if there's 45 minutes between school one to school two we can get there and we can deliver like and that's yeah. how we work with uh, the um we've got such a good team like it's credit to the team i'd say because yeah. like without the team of coaches that we've got that work now, i'm very lucky they're all great coaches not just as in physically as in coaching but their their enthusiasm for coaching is phenomenal like and they and they all want to in, like i haven't got anyone that drags their heels you know drags their heels like clocks in and clocks out i've got no one like that everyone's uh, got a passion for coaching and and they want to do as much as possible so so we end up that's how we, we've just yeah. got it just and you made a really good point there Wayne like yeah sorry to interrupt. yeah you made a, a, a spot on point about having the right workforce to, to kind mm. of you know the mission statement of Olympia boxing and, and your values as a coach and it's going to rub off on, on the other coaches as well yeah. but it's like you said it's important to have the right team around you that are going to hopefully push the business or the, the organization just, yeah, in the right and also over the course of the years where you just build you build all your policies, your procedures, you you build all of that, you build a bank of everything up and it just kind of snowballs. So like then and everyone grows at the same time. Definitely. And um, as long as you're having the success with like, and you're making the difference in people's life, that's how it's grown, I suppose. Yeah. It's because incredible, it, it's having, yeah, it's having that attitude of never, of not saying no, I think is it is getting things done, getting mm. things done. Like we were talking before the podcast, you know, like yeah. the barriers that we face sometimes with certain organisations and stuff that, that put a lot. You've got to break it to to have, but you've got to understand young people. You've got to understand everyone in the community, how people work and how how the best to engage with them, and so you can move forward with them and stuff like that. Because there's so much authority, which is all good. Don't get me wrong, but but especially if you think of disengaged young people. Like some people write, they get wrote off a lot by by organisation. Oh, they're just like they're just going to cause trouble. They're going to do. It. But if you actually sat down and had a chat with these young people, you probably find that they're actually really nice kids. They they just need some positive. Like need a bit of like an arm around the shoulder and uh, and need positive guidance. Yeah. Uh, and you guide them in the right way. Give them a, an engagement and be on their level. That's that's a huge thing. Like I always do. Uh, whenever I like, walk into a school or anything like that, um, first thing I always, when I'm introducing myself, I say, my name's Wayne. You can call me coach or you can call me Wayne. I said, please don't call me Mr. Sir and definitely call, <laughs> don't call me Mrs. Right? <laughs> it's a little laugh. But also the reason for it is because they're spending all day, like they, all day in school, sir, miss, hands up, everything like that home mum and dad yes please like everything is authority yeah, all the absolutely. time uh, which is not a bad thing but they do need the people to to fulfill their self and prosper they need to be able to open up you know and, and yeah. relax and stuff so that's how i think that we we as sports coaches that's 
that's our job there. To, yeah, to no, spot on, mate. And I think that's the same same attributes that we had when mm. we were delivering, no, building a positive relationship and, and mm. kind of being a role model and understanding that you're not teachers, you're there to yeah, coach yeah. and to support them with, with you know, being active. And, yeah, and, many times I don't, I don't um, like when I'm in school and they're going, sir, 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 I ignore them. <laughs> I ignore them. Yeah, yeah, I Oh, yeah, hello. Like, like that. <laughs> just, just, just get them to click into that, like, I don't, I'm not your school teacher here. I'm your sports coach. Like, I'm going to be more of a mate to you and we're going to have some fun because that's what we're here to do. We're here to have some fun. It's not, not, I try to stick away from the autocratic coaching, you know, like save that for the boxers when they need it. Yeah. But, but like when you're having fun in the community and schools, it's all about fun. They've got to have fun. Yeah, spot on, mate. Well said. So, kind of moving forward, Wayne. Obviously, I know we've we've mentioned the big pandemic world. I think it's it's getting used quite a lot now. I think yeah, everyone's getting yeah. a bit fed up of it. But um, what's obviously I know like many businesses, you you've been impacted because obviously your community. What's what's kind of the goal for the future? What have you um got kind of planned in the next couple of months? Yeah, so we're we're now we're trying to like we're we're follow we're putting all policies and procedures in place to make sure that but like um all team members as well as our coaches but all the young people anyone that we we engage with are all safe that's the first yeah. and foremost thing make sure that everything's uh, done in the right guidelines and we're following all guidelines of groups that we're allowed to meet and outside spaces for social distancing and we've redesigned all our programs so to ensure that everything is social distance the most minimum if any equipment needed and whatever equipment is needed is obviously fully sanitized before yeah. and after. But um, like now at the moment, no one, cause we can't do any pad work currently right now. Um, I think, I don't think that's too far away though. We're just waiting on guidance from England boxing. On yeah. Um, I think it would just be that everyone's got to be masked, that box and coach has got to be masked up and, yeah. um, and go from there. But currently at the moment, we're not allowed to do pads. So, so we don't do pad work at the moment. So at the moment, they're not even putting boxing gloves on. Mm. I'm just doing a lot of shadow boxing. But there's so many games that we can play, like mirroring each other, like more than two metres away, like pretending they're boxing against each other, shadow boxing, you know, um, stuff like that. There's lots of games that we can play. So we're, we've, we've accustomed and changed everything like that. But as in the organisation, we're just trying to work with all our partners to to try and get back to some kind of normality and we're working with all our partners to like like we say like redesigning everything making sure that everything we're following all guidelines but just trying to get everything up and running as because as we've said off air like there's so many young people now that are sitting around that are not back in school and we're just about to hit the summer holidays aren't we yeah of course the ones that are not back in school they're sitting around with things not to do aren't they and stuff yeah. so they need, we're needing to start putting things back together so yeah it's, it's important i think you you were spot on it's a key message that actually you know we know sport uh, again in terms of mental health not just the physical benefits but for your mental well-being is is huge you know there's positive endorphins and boxing again is a is an amazing tool to kind of help with young people and adults so hopefully all being well, yeah, we can start to get boxing back out of the community. Yeah, we're looking like like yourself, looking at the fit and fed programs. Like yeah. we've done a lot of work on that because they're going to be that's going to be huge this Massive. summer. Massive, yeah. It's like people already struggling. As like you've been doing all the food parcels and everything like that. People struggle in normal times, like without now, especially coming into like the summer holidays with that extra money needing to be found to feed the families and stuff they're going to really struggle with it. So we've done like with our partners, 
um, in Chatham at Medway Sport and Archie's Local. We've we've done a lot of um, work now on redeveloping, redesigning how our fit and fed program is going to look. Uh, we've, yeah. got, we've got a big field that we're making into areas um, and, and that, the right number of coaches to go with the ratio of young people. And we're going to be able to keep them all apart from each other. We're going to set times that each group's going to come in so they can get into their stations and stuff like that. And then the food, the food is now going to be, is instead of where we used to create lunch, all sit together, have lunch, and then go back to activities. Now it's just going to be that they're going to collect their, their packed lunch. We're going to make a packed lunch for them and they're going to collect their packed lunch and go home with their packed lunch instead of like the way that we used to do it. But the most important thing is that we are doing it. We're yeah. not seeing and not getting it done. So, so we're we're looking at every possible way and what challenges we're going to face and how to overcome everything to make sure everything's done, just so we can still deliver these projects for these families and communities. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. No, it's incredible. And again, the Fit and Fed is, is a huge initiative which you've been involved in for a while. But again, it's I think. You, you were right about one of the main things we found out is that actually just seeing families receive a parcel, like just receive a food parcel yeah, and the fact yeah. that they feel valued and they feel like someone's looking out for them. Yeah, is the big, yeah. It's the biggest kind of buzz you will get because it's um, Billy who d- d- kind of runs our projects, which is coming to an end, albeit we're looking at, you know, what can we offer in the summer? You know, we're looking at a, a summer ha- a voucher where they can still come to our club, our social inclusion club and collect, yeah. just collect some food, whether it's... Yeah you know, fruit, veg, whatever it might be that we've got left over. We're still working very closely with a, with a network of partners. So that's it's amazing. Surprising, isn't it? Like things are starting to slowly open up and that, but there's yeah. still people that are unable to go back to work or, or unable to access any jobs that are available because they're very low on the ground, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, I mean, I spoke to a, um, a couple of people who, you know, similar position to you and me, Wayne, you know, were working and they've, they've been hit quite hard to the point where, you know, you've got to reassess your life. You know, what there is that anxiety about your mortgage or your rent. And it's, it's quite worrying when you hear it from someone that you've worked yeah. with and you, you've kind of got to give them some support and yeah. be I a bit of empathy. The day that it, the day yeah. I just literally just like expanded again, just took on an office. Yeah, yeah. Um, I sat in my office and actually Mark was with me that day. Like he yeah. was sat, he, he was in the office. Um, we were working on some other things and we were sat there when the actual announcement came of school closures. Mm. Like, that's predominantly our business as such. Like that's our, our highest majority of our business is school clo- is schools. When the school closures came, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. like, like, like how are we, going to survive how yeah. we're going to get through like i was just sitting here like like i thought what do we do so we went to yeah. the pub <laughs> yeah <laughs> we <laughs> we went to the pub and had a pint yeah. that's what we did like i was just like what should we do like i said come on let's go and have a pint and think about this like, like and it was just like you like you didn't know like i went through a down downhill spiral there because you're just thinking of all your team and everything yeah. like how how are you gonna how are you gonna how are you going to get over this? Like, I remember yeah. like, we lost, I think, like, before the official closure by the government on the schools, we lost, what was it? So I had 39 schools, didn't I? We lost 31 in 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. So you can imagine how I was feeling there. It's a big Every, glass of beer. My email was going <laughs> ping, ping, ping. Yeah. I'm going, there goes another one, there goes another one, there goes another one. Like, 31 schools into 
24 hours. That was before the, the official closure and then the official closure came in. Mm. We lost 31 in 24 hours. Like that was, that was horrific. Like I'm having a phone, all, all our coaches say, I've got no work for you. Yeah, and how did you kind of pick yourself? Obviously, because I know you're quite a strong character, Wayne, but how did you, like you said, you had a moment with your mate, have a pint. You sounded quite resilient, like, right, we need to speak about this. Right, let's have that. That was your place, beer, get it sorted. How did it, you know, when you went back home, did you kind of, how did you feel after that? Did you actually think, you know, oh God, you know, did you fall into a bit of a battle? Oh yeah, 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 of course, yeah. yeah. You have your down, like, through the, through the lockdown as well, I had some down days, like literally, mm. like you, I'm gone from, as you know, like being you're so busy, aren't you? Usually. 100 miles an hour all the time to, to nothing, to twiddling mm. your thumbs. Like there's, there's only so many emails you can answer and with no action going on. Like, like when it, when it first kicked in, I literally, I think it was, I think it was the mindset of, of coming through boxing. Yeah. I was about to say. It, yeah. Because I, literally sat there and went oh my god like what like hands hands in head moment what am i gonna do like the business has just crashed like, yeah we've, we've crashed like what are we gonna do and then it was that it was right what are we gonna do right okay let's go and have a pint and let's think about it yeah <laughs> and that's it and that's it like as funny as it sounds but that's what it was yeah. it was like Right, come on, positive thinking. We've got to, we've got yeah. to get through this. We can't. Like, in my old self, I'd have gone, uh, would have been, it would have go to that pub and have ten pints. Yeah, and, yeah, and 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 block it out. Think yeah. about it tomorrow. But with the positive mindset of knowing, like, how you've got to overcome things. It's right. No, we've got to overcome this. So let's think positively. Right, what's the positives out of this, and how we're we going to get over it? There wasn't very many positives to even think about at the time. But but you had to think right. How are we going to get through this? And then so then you then you start thinking right. What's worst case scenario? Mm. Like for the organizer. So I broke it down. So worst case organization for for the uh, worst case scenario for organization. Worst case uh, scenario for myself and the team. Right. Mm. You break it all down to that, so then you know where the worst case scenario is and how far you are away from it. And then you think, right, now I've got to put this procedure and that procedure in place to 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 fight back again to to stop the stop the 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 speed of the fall, you know? Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of what we did. So I explained it to the team. I told the lads, like, you've got to look after yourself. You're num number one straight away. Look at yeah. if you can get some work, go and get it because we haven't got any. Yeah, and We're I love gonna... that analogy, Wayne. Like you're spot on. You said about it's like a, it's like your biggest fight, isn't it? You're, you're yeah, that's right. Heavyweight yeah. championship, and you've that's got twelve rounds do do? to get yourself sorted. Yeah. What do you do? Do you lay yeah. down? Do you mm. lay down and let it overcome you, and or do you do you get back? At, like it's like what Rocky says, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> not how hard you get it. It's how yeah. many times you can get back. That's up. why it's such an empowering film. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It is, it is, yeah. It is, it is. And you're right. I think it's and we would have similar. You know, we're, we're a CIC, so we've had to fortunately we've brought in some bids and stuff but yeah other people that i think is powerful and hopefully people that listen to this podcast will be able to kind of reflect what you said wayne because i think it's if people can think of it like a boxing fight or you know you're in a round but it's about picking yourself yeah. up and you know getting back you've got, you got to get on you can't lay down you can't give up like the only time that you give up is when you've given up yeah there's no end until you've given up and don't ever give up like i'm gonna, gonna write that down quite yeah that's right <laughs> you, you, there is no end the end is when you've given up yeah 
and if you don't give up there's always fight there's always something it might it might be a tiny little step like you might make a million tiny little steps rather than one big step you know like you, you just got to keep building on them little steps until you get back to there like you know it's, yeah um, definitely and just start and start keep pushing yourself forward and that's the way all and i always do that i do a worst case scenario in my brain what is the worst case scenario mm. it's not death that's the worst thing yeah you know so whatever else happens it's not going to be as it's not going to be that bad mm. you know so you have to think of it that way as in like like for me like for the organization before the closure of organization worst case scenario is Wayne goes back to delivering every hour under god's send yeah that's worst case scenario the whole before everything buckles you know and we're miles away from that so mm. i know so then you take the positive from that where you think well actually we're really we're quite far away from that like as mm. in when you look at your budgets and stuff like that you're, you're quite far away from that so you know like okay we've got to sit back even though we might not be doing a lot at the moment but the organization is safe yeah you know, and stuff like that and that's the way i break everything down no it's way. really positive mate because i think a lot of people that aren't you know maybe in the sports industry but yeah. a, a restaurant or a, a small business and they are that you know it does create anxiety and i think if you haven't got the tools or you know you said about mentors to help you with that and just give you a pat on the back and look everything will be all right you know you've got this risk assess it what's the worst case you know i'm gonna lose my business yeah. or actually it's going to be a tough ride for the next three months, but I'm going to yeah. get in that ring and I'm going to keep, you know, just going to keep doing going takeaways or whatever it might be. And uh, my friend Billy, who's who works with, so Billy, who's one of our CMP um, contacts or colleagues, he, um, you know, he said, I'm not going to let COVID take over me. I'm going to work with it to make a success. So yeah, rather than, you know, go in the trenches, not saying people do this, but because it's difficult, but he's using it as a, as a kind of a motivator to kind of, you know, explore different things or keep learning, um, yeah, build yeah. networks, speak to people. And I think that's the one thing that we've learned is that it's allowed us a bit more time to focus on some yeah. things, albeit we know it's not going to spin in those plates, which we might have been doing before. But it's, um, it's just kind of recalibrating what, we've, what we need to do. But I think what yeah. you said there is going to help a lot of people, Wayne. That's yeah, great. no, so, but that's right, though. And, that, and good on him for doing that. I've done the same as well, done some self-learning, done yeah. read books, done some online courses stuff like that things that i've put off for months and months and months that's always on the to-do list that you keep putting off and putting off i got all them jobs done and, and managed to get all that done and now like now the 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 goal is to get everything in place so when when boris says right you're ready let's go <laughs> we can hit the, we can hit the ground running yeah we're not we're not one of them all because there's going to be plenty of organizations out there um there's plenty that that i that i work with that that I've having to like I'm talking to um like groups that we we deliver projects with and I'm speaking to them now like saying right we've got to get things written they're like well we're not we're not going to be opening like I'm like no I know we're not like we're not allowed to open yet but let's get everything in place so when yeah. Boris says them doors can open we can open them doors yeah everything's on, ready to go you know so yeah. that's, that's where we're looking and at. I think it's a testament to having people that have been organized because you know god forbid if this you know we we know there could be viruses in the future that mm. people know that we can do stuff online and we can we know we've been through this for yeah. four five six months a year we can we can hopefully it won't be yeah, that that's good. we did that straight away didn't we we yeah. uh, went go to our members and we went straight online and started yeah. delivering sessions online at the coach which kept the coaches working which is yeah. fantastic yeah. so we 
done that and we're still doing elements of that that might be the new norm for a lot of places at the yeah. moment especially schools and stuff that don't want externals coming in um like because we're we're blessed with technology now you can set up a, a, a projector in the school hall and you can have a zoom session yeah like, and we're, we're 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 delivering it through a laptop but they're in their school hall doing everything yeah. like that so that's like that might be the new norm you have to adapt to that don't you absolutely adaptability mm. mate that's been amazing but, uh, but again i'm just going for it if there's any other questions wayne but I've, again i appreciate all your time today i think it's like i said i've, I've wrote some notes for myself to kind good, of implement some stuff but i think it's you definitely that's therapy session isn't it <laughs> it does yeah podcast when i do my podcast it's the same like when yeah. i've had good guests like that and they and they and they say some stuff like you take some notes yeah. don't you i think it's you're, power, always, yeah. you're always learning mate you're always yeah. learning if you think you know it all, you might as well retire because you That's don't know it. it all. I think it, I think what's brilliant having you on, Wayne, is that we. I mean, I know we're looking, we, we're looking to plan some stuff with you in the near future with, with the community stuff and theme mm. fed and and just some kind of this whole, um, you know, getting people that you know are agora have agoraphobia or, or are nervous to get up, but actually come out and join in one of Wayne's sessions, the boxing with his coaches, because it will hopefully build your confidence. Mm. Um, but yeah, Wayne, I really appreciate your time today. I know you've got, you just had a new baby, so you're probably going to be uh, rushing off to... to get a <laughs> um, but no, that's been incredible. So Wayne, how can people, again, if there's any schools listening, any teachers that are, are keen to get in touch, how can people get hold of you, Macy? So we've got, so um, starts like we've got the podcast. Yep. I had you as a guest on the Olympia Boxing Podcast, which is uh, available on all platforms now through apple stitcher all of them um they're, they're everywhere and we try to try and de deliver a weekly uh podcast which i have done until like and i held myself accountable to that like, no matter <laughs> what happened i had to deliver one podcast but then obviously i had baby last week and I'm yeah starving. you're allowed that's all right <laughs> uh, so i've had to allow myself that but yeah no so i've got the podcast um our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk Brilliant. And okay. we are on on Facebook. We have a page, Olympia Boxing CIC, where all our everything is updated on that daily. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Olympia Boxing, so you can find us on there. We're really easy Brilliant. to contact, and uh, even got a YouTube channel now, Olympia Boxing. You can you can see some of our stuff on there. Some good videos actually from schoolwork and everything on that. And yeah, failing that. Yeah, just uh, give us a give us a shout. Like, yeah, it's amazing. But what we'll do, Wayne, we'll obviously like we do with other pods, we'll put all your your links on there, and we'll, we we'll put on LinkedIn, everything like that. So, yeah, for anyone that's looking to get involved and, and find out more about what Wayne and, and Olympia Boxing do, then obviously please do get in touch. Wayne, thanks for your time today, buds. Um, have a great week, and thanks I'll speak you, to you very soon, mate. Take care, Thank buddy. You. Cheers, mate. <laughs>